Today with Joseph Prince. God says, when I give you a vision, sometimes it may seem to delay, but wait for it. It will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. Greetings, church. It's so good to be back with all of you once again. And just like the Bible says, the Apostle Paul says, I behold you, your steadfastness and order in the Spirit. So I can see all of you in the Spirit. And many a times as I'm worshipping at home on Sunday, I just see myself with all of you worshipping the Lord together. And that's the vision that God wants you to have. Every time we come together, even on a Sunday, all right, see ourselves as one of multitudes worshipping the Lord. We are all still one in the Spirit. Amen. Are you all ready for God's Word and what God has for us in this year? Sit back, enjoy. The year of Hazon vision. Hazon is the Hebrew word for prophetic visions from God. When God speaks to you in picture form, that's the Hazon vision. And the difference from the visions that are of the world or from the devil is that the results are all God-like. If God speaks it, if God shows it, it will come to pass. Amen. And usually when a devil gives a vision, that, I mean, the, the devil can also give a vision, but usually the vision will be something catastrophic, something evil, and then it sort of devastates you. It, it, you feel dejected, you feel forlorn just thinking about it, or you have a nightmare along these lines. Just know when you wake up in the name of Jesus, bind it. Amen. If something causes fear in your heart, you have a nightmare about yourself or your family, you know, being in danger or, or something negative, just bind it in the name of Jesus when you wake up. Amen. You know, the devil can prophesy the devil's plans, but the devil is not omniscient. Only God is omniscient. Amen. Jesus, in the upper room, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, not only will He teach you all things, guide you into all truths, but He will show you things to come. That's the future. Amen. Let, let us not disinherit what is our rightful inheritance? Amen. And that's why we must keep on praying that prayer that I encourage you to pray over yourself every day. Amen. The prayer of Ephesians 1, 17, that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. In the knowledge of Him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of His calling, what is the glory of His inheritance in the saints. That's your inheritance. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power, that resurrection power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. God wants us to be cognizant, to be aware of, and to be uh, in full possession of that power. 
Amen. That raised Jesus from the dead. That's why he wants us to know it and to walk in it. Amen. Praise the Lord. And all that comes by revelation. If we can just study our way into all these truths, amen, we won't need to pray the prayer. But it only comes by the spirit of wisdom and revelation being released in us, the eyes of our heart. We will know the hope of our calling. And the hope of calling will give you this sense of purpose in life. You know you're not just floating along the river of life, right? You know that you have a call. It's a high calling, amen? And with that call, with that vision, comes the provision, comes all the supply, comes all the resources to assist you in your calling, amen? Today, I want to share with you uh, how God speaks, amen? The methodology. Now that we've, we know that God wants to give us this hazon vision for our lives. Now, for this hazon vision, it can involve uh, different, different levels of, of hazon vision, amen? Different stratas and facets of our life, Amen. Even for a, uh, a ruler, amen, a king like Neb Nebuchadnezzar, he had a dream from God. He had a vision in the night uh, of what is to be, what is to happen. Something God will reveal to uh, even an unbeliever, amen, unbelieving king, amen. His ways, but it takes a believer to interpret, amen. An unbeliever will not be able to, to, to uh, understand the symbols and, and what it all means, but someone filled with the God Spirit will be able to say, amen. Remember also a Pharaoh in, in, in Egypt? Pharaoh had the same uh, challenge. You know, he had this dream, this recurring dream, amen. And, and, he, and no one was able to interpret except Joseph. And he said this, can we find such a one in whom is the Spirit of God? He can see God in Joseph. So they can have dreams, they can have a vision, but they're not able to interpret. That is in the realm of wisdom, wisdom that comes from God. Now, remember this. The Apostle Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he stood up. And remember this also, that this is after Jesus died and rose again. He has died for our sins. Amen. He was crucified and we were all crucified with Him. Amen. When He was buried, we were buried in Him. When He was raised, we are raised together with Him and made to sit together with Him in heavenly places in Christ. So now we are in the new covenant. The new covenant has been inaugurated. Amen. So what I'm going to share right now is the new covenant. It's no more old covenant. Some people say that, you know, in the new covenant, God does not speak with visions and dreams. Or they will say that God can, but that's not His normal way. Okay, so hence they discredit visions and dreams and they, they cause people to like, uh, it, it, they actually, in, in effect, they nullify visions and dreams in the lives of believers. Believers don't esteem it. They don't expect it. They don't uh, uh, want it to uh, uh, manifest for fear that they might receive a vision from the devil. So friend, we got to be careful that we don't fall for that. Amen. This is our rightful inheritance. So the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost, which is in the new covenant, Christ has already been glorified at the Father's right hand. And he says this, the reason the Holy Spirit is shed is because Jesus has been glorified. Remember, uh, in John 7, Jesus says that uh, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the Bible says Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit who was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So the Holy Spirit is given because Jesus has been glorified at the Father's right hand. So here Peter stood up and Peter says, the Father has shed abroad the Holy Spirit because Jesus has been glorified. God has made Jesus, Lord and Christ. He said that. And then he says this, he remind them of the prophet Joel's pro uh, prophecy in the book of Joel, how it says in the last days, 
It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Now we know that the way God leads us, many a times, okay, is through God's Word. That's the number one way. Amen. And uh, uh, more times than ever, God speaks to me from the Word. But the Word comes in picture form. Amen. So do expect to see visions and even dreams at night, but in line with the Word of God. And for sure, we all know that if the devil gives a vision or a dream, it will never be in line with the Word of God. But there are some, some dreams that God, God may give that has elements of uh, catastrophe or, or, you know, like uh, for those who are on the, uh, in the prophet's role, uh, the calling of a prophet, and there are still prophets in the New Testament, but usually it will come with an answer. Like when Agabus, the prophet, stood up and he prophesied there'll be a great famine, a great dearth coming throughout, to all the world. And then the, the solution was to get together and provide resources for the poor saints, especially those saints in Jerusalem. So there, there comes in something negative, yet God will always give something positive for us to walk in. But the devil will just give you negative after negativism, right? And uh, 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 just fearful images, fearful visions. And he wants you to fear it because like Job says, the thing which I greatly fear is come upon me. So God wants to give you a faith vision. So whatever you believe for, according to your faith, be it unto you. Amen? So yes. God's word, God's vision can come from the scriptures. Amen. So the apostle uh, Peter, when he stood up, he said, it shall come to pass, your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men dream dreams. He's telling you the, the way God speaks to us. Now, if visions and dreams is something that, that uh, uh, Peter discredits, he will not be speaking like this. Hey guys, this is uh, uh, the fulfillment. It's something exciting. Remember in the days of Samuel, the, uh, when he was young, the days of Eli the priest and Samuel, when he was a young boy, the Bible says there was no open vision. The word of the Lord was very rare in those days and there was no open vision. So that tells us that uh, not having the word of the Lord, it being rare and no open vision, no frequent vision is something bad, something that, that denotes God's disfavor upon uh, Israel at that time. But, but God will always bring a solution. Amen. God will always bring a solution. And the solution in that case was, was Samuel, whom God began to speak in visions and dreams. He was the first one, by the way, that the Bible calls the seer. He's known as the seer. Like, uh, you know, Saul, when looking for his uh, father's donkeys, they were lost. He says to his, his, uh, his partner, let us go find the seer. Why the seer? Because he sees God's vision. He sees God's chazon. Now, what was uh, particular? What was specific? and individual in the Old Testament. In other words, not everyone could prophesy in the Old Testament. Amen. Only prophets, they are the ones who see visions, they are the ones who dream dreams. And of course, prophet, priest, or king can qualify for that. But most frequently, it is in the ministry of the prophet in the Old Testament. What was isolated for that ministry is now the property, the God-given inheritance for every child of God. Amen. If you're a believer, amen. If you're a Christian, that is your inheritance. So that, that's not to say that all of us are prophets. There are still New Testament prophets. Amen. One of the five 
fivefold gifts that Jesus gives in the book of Ephesians. So let's go right now to see what else God has for us. Last week also we shared uh, about Habakkuk. Habakkuk saw all the ills of the world and he's looking to God, God, why do you make me see trouble and, and what is the solution? And God, God gave him the solution in a vision. And the word there is Hazon. God says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Now notice the vision doesn't mean that it comes to pass the next day. The next verse says, the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Amen. God says, when I give you a vision, sometimes it may seem to delay, but wait for it. It will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we have to write down. So it's good for, uh, a good practice for you to take a, a notebook or some exercise book that you have. And or even your smartphone, if you have a note page that you want to use. All right, you can do that. But it's an attitude of faith when you come to God and you, you ask God. And I, I pray that you've done that. Okay, ask God, how do you see my marriage? How do you see my ministry, my career? Lord, how do you see me? Amen. And then you write down because you are seeing the visions come up in your spirit. Now, it might be just fleeting, gentle, you know, uh, visions that come up. I want to teach you how to, to see God's His own vision. When you ask God, get ready. Amen. If you ask God for something, remember this uh, in James 1, it says, if any of you lack wisdom or direction or even a vision, amen, all this is, is, is inherent in that word, uh, wisdom. If you lack direction, you want God's wisdom, what do you do? Let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. He does not scold you for it. He gives you liberally. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. You see, the Bible is full of pictures giving you the one that wavers like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Don't be like that man. Amen. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So when you ask, ask in faith. Amen. Bring out your notebook and ask the Lord, how do you see this situation? If you have a, a problematic situation that you want God's answer on, ask God to speak to you. Now, if the vision doesn't come there and there, many a times I find when you have a pen ready and your book in front of you and you write, you journal as God begins to speak to you. Now listen, in the occult world, in the new age, they, they also have this, what they call automatic journaling. Don't do that. What they do is that they, they make their mind passive, their will passive. They open up an exercise book, you see? The devil always copies God's method, except for this. God never overrides your choice. God God wants to cooperate with you, amen. He doesn't make you like passive and then he takes you over. That's what the devil does. God says, you know, even speaking in tongues, amen, we have to speak as the Spirit gave us utterance. If we don't speak, nothing will happen. So God always works with man's will, amen, man's cooperation, hallelujah. We are co-laborers with God. So likewise, in the world, in the occult world, what they do is that they just let themselves loose and then uh, an evil spirit takes over and then they start writing, uh, automatically. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you have your full senses about you, the way God made you. Amen. That's how God speaks. Amen. You, are, you have your full wits about you and your full possession of your mental faculties. Amen. You don't surrender your mind to some unseen force. Amen. You can just ask the Lord a question and then just pause for a while, pray in the Spirit. Amen. And listen. Amen. And see. Watch to see. Remember what Habakkuk says? I'll watch to see. Watch to see. 
There's these floating images that comes up. Amen? And uh, remember this principle in the New Testament. It is always, if an image is from God, a vision is from God, a dream is from God, a prophecy is from God, because it all comes through prophecy. When you prophesy, you prophesy usually visions. Amen? You prophesy visions. Just like Habakkuk, the prophet, he prophesied visions. Amen. Samuel prophesies visions. Amen. You give a faith picture to the one that you're prophesying or to the group or nation that you're prophesying to. So it's imparting the vision. But in the New Testament, listen, it is not like the Old Testament. The Old Testament, they prophesy usually, many a times, especially, especially before uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon came to take over, you know, to invade uh, 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 Jerusalem and, and the land of Judah. Notice that a lot of the visions that he saw were, were visions of of uh, a national crisis and, and war and bloodshed, okay? Now, will that be true today? Listen carefully, unless you are a prophet and called to write the book of Revelation, but even then the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. But unless you are called to be a ministry of prophet, don't deal with world events, amen? You're not called to things that are higher and above, amen? Your, your pay grade, amen? There are prophets who prophesy about world events and all that. Those who try to attempt to do that, Without the anointing, they fall flat on their face. And, uh, and, and, and everyone can see that, you know, it didn't come to pass. So don't, don't overstep your boundary. The, the simple things that God speaks to us today, like I said, what was isolated for the ministry of the prophet in the Old Testament is now for all of us to enjoy, but enjoy within the, the, the confines of our life, our ministry, amen, our area of responsibilities and assignment, amen. That's where God will speak to you, amen. So get ready and ask the Lord and watch to see that floating image on the inside. But you say, Pastor Prince, I expect an angel to appear in a zone vision. Amen. I expect uh, the Lord to appear before me. Now, this is not the norm. For some reason, people always feel like, you know, uh, a vision means someone appears before you, either an angel or the Lord Himself. And then if someone is in the room, they also see the same thing that you see. It's not true. Many a times, even when Saul on the road to Damascus, he had a vision. The Bible says uh, the people around him did not see it. Amen. They did not see the, the, the same Lord speaking. They heard words, but they did not see the Lord. Amen. Same thing for Ezekiel. Ezekiel says he received a vision, but the people around him did not receive the vision. But we have this idea, if the Lord appears, everybody will see. Everybody in the, in the same room will, will see the Lord. And it's not true. We have ideas about all this, which is uh, sensational and spectacular, which is not the Scriptures. God's way, listen, my friend, is that His voice is not in the earthquake, nor in the thunder. It's in the still, small voice. And that floating vision that comes up as you prepare and ask the Lord. And as I was sharing with my music ministry uh, people that uh, be ready for new songs. And where does song come from? From within. Because why? God has taken His dwelling in you. I will walk in them. I will dwell in them. Amen. You are the temple of God Himself, the temple of the Holy Spirit, a living, breathing temple of God, going somewhere to be a blessing to. Hallelujah. Amen. God dwells in you. No more outside you. In fact, if it's outside you, you can rest be assured that if it's fear, fearful um, uh, images and all that, it's not from God. Amen. That peace on the inside, that the devil cannot imitate. Amen. It's from inside. So you receive a vision. It can be a warning, but still there's a peace. It can be a dream that you wake up, but it's a warning for you to take heed to. Amen. So do I believe in dreams? Yes. 
I have had a number of dreams uh, down through my life in my ministry and all that. Recently, I just told you uh, last week that the very morning that I'm, I'm supposed to, to be preaching, amen, that very morning I had a dream of a tsunami that hit you know, um, where I was uh, dwelling, where I was staying, not just my, 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 my place, my habitation, but also all the houses and all the places around. And there were three tsunami waves that came. And uh, I've asked the Lord, and, and it all came from one particular source. And I only shared a little bit of what I shared uh, last week in regards to what I'm able to release. But, you know, I saw that. It's very clear. I, 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 I'm accustomed to having visions like this every year. Amen. Something we can be very specific about the church, about the ministry, about my life, and something very general as well. But one thing you can rest be assured, if you are in the new covenant, it's no more in the vein of fearful visions that with fearful results. It can be a warning, but it always has an edifying, positive, comfortable result. And that's why you must keep this verse in your heart, always. All right, the New Testament kind of prophecy or vision is like this. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3 tells us, but he who prophesies, now, how do you prophesy? In what form? Usually in visions, in picture form. Not just in words. The words are describing a picture. He who prophesies, prophesies inspired, spirit-inspired words. He who prophesies speaks, now watch this, edification. Look at this, exhortation and comfort to men. It's always edifying. It always builds up. It always exhorts and it ministers comfort. Now, that's not true for the Old Testament prophets. Amen. Many of times they are prophesying not comfort, but discomfort. Amen. Not edification, but almost like to break you down. Amen. So that you can come to the end of yourself. But listen, because they were under the law. Amen. They were under the law. We are under grace. Amen. The judgment has not fallen on the Lamb of God who is our sin substitute, our sin offering. Now the judgment has fallen. Our judgment that was supposed to be heading our way and your, your family's way fell on the Lamb of God, the Son of God at the cross. Amen. So we live on the blessing side, not on the curse side. Amen. For as many as are the works of, of the law under the curse. So as a result, even, even the prophets, the many of times they cannot but see accurately and they see on the, the judgment side of things. But if you try to bring the judgment side of things here, it was wrong. It's as much as false prophecy. If you are under the old covenant, you prophesy comfort, you are a false prophet. Okay? Any, any more than if you are under grace now, you prophesy judgment, 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 you are a false prophet. There is a judgment coming when Jesus comes again, not the rapture, but the second coming of Christ. Amen, where, where he will uh, bring in the millennial rule. Amen, and, and it will be heaven on earth, paradise. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. There is judgment coming, but we are not there. Jesus closed the book, uh, amen, the scroll in, in his hometown, Nazareth, when he opened up the passage to Isaiah, where he read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to heal the broken heart, to uh, preach opening of eyes to the blind. And then right at the end, if you read Isaiah, it says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, comma, the day of judgment, the day of vengeance. Uh, amen. Jesus didn't come to that. Amen. He closed at the acceptable year of the Lord. Ratzon in Hebrew. Year of the free favors of God that abound profusely. Amen. That's how I think Vine uh, describes that word. Ratzon. A year of favor. The f- uh, where it's freely abounding. 
to God's people. Hallelujah. But notice that Jesus stopped right at the acceptable year of the Lord where there is a comma in our Bible that goes on to say the day of vengeance. So the day of vengeance is not upon us. And between that comma, it has been 2,000 years. So where the Lord stops, we stop. It's not a time of judgment. We preach. Amen. God is not mad at you. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And we are beseeching them, be reconciled to God. God is not mad at you. But as a result, you know, uh, instead of being affected by grace, we have this judgment mentality where we see the world, we see the sin that they are doing and it's, it's very glaring, it is, it is overt, amen? And we start saying, God will judge them, God will judge them. We are, we, we, we are people who are new covenant people with an old covenant mentality. No, my friend, it's time for us to focus on evangelism, win souls for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Wendy and I are so glad you are watching this today. We love you and we are always praying the Lord's shalom peace over you and your loved ones. In these times, it is so easy to be overwhelmed by anxiety and fears. Things we hear on the news or read on social media can leave us feeling unsure and discouraged. That is why this month, for your gift of any amount, I am making available Anchored, a powerful book to help you find peace in the storms of life. If your mind is flooded by anxious thoughts about your future or your health, the Lord wants to set you free. Will you choose to anchor your heart on Jesus' perfect love for you today? When you do, I believe all your negative thoughts will be flushed out and an unshakable peace will replace every anxiety. Amen. If you're in the midst of a storm right now, you can get anchored on the Lord's love for you as you meditate on the 28 powerful thoughts in this book. So request this resource. It's going to bless you and anyone you know who need the Lord's divine peace right now. Thank you for your support and God bless you. This month is a thank you for your gift of support. Receive Joseph's book, Anchored, and be strengthened by the Lord in the midst of any storm or crisis. Request today and you will also receive a bonus CD sermon. When the storms of life hit and we are tossed by the wind and waves of fear, anxiety and doubt, there is someone we can anchor our hearts to. His name is Jesus. And for a specific gift, you will also receive the Anchored Study Companion CD album. Gain practical keys on how to experience freedom from fear, as well as unshakable peace and a confident expectation of hope for your future. Bible hope is certainty of good happening in your future. When you wake up in the morning, especially the devil, shoot the first thought with negative thoughts about the day. Put on the helmet of hope and say, it's gonna be a great day because I'm a branch of the living vine. Request these faith-building resources today. Call us toll-free at 877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org. Next on Joseph Prince. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. In whose eyes? In God's eyes. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us.